Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Thank you. You know, my favorite thing about you, Sid, <laughs> like as a co-host, is that when in doubt, you default to Negro spirituals. <laughs> yes, I do. Because it always relates. <laughs> when in doubt. It, it, it does. Like on this show, it always relates. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. most certainly does. Um Oh, let my people go would have worked as well. <laughs> oh yeah, let my people go. That's my yeah. Paul Robeson uh, impersonation. Yeah, yeah, like it. It was good. <laughs> yes, it was good. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> All right. Well, that certainly relates. Uh, how about you tell everybody what we watched? I don't know this why week. you let me do that. I'm so sorry. Listen to homegirl, no, Sydney. In my head, I, Sydney. Listen to homegirl. When you ask. <laughs> When you asked, did you like that? In my head, I quickly recounted the amount of times I told you in earnest, no. <laughs> and I felt bad because there were so many times. So I said yes this time because I edit this show. So I listen back and sometimes it'd be like, uh-huh. damn, like you couldn't have just gassed your friend up. So right, right, I, right. I was trying to. That's why I said yes this time. <laughs> but after I finished that, I just... I feel like Paul Robeson just showed up in this room right now and was like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, why would she say that? That's how I feel. <gasps> why does Paul, Paul Robeson sound like Santana in your head? Like, why does he sound like Saucy Santana? You think he would come up and say, why would you say that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, Miss Girl. It. Think about it. If we was fighting the Cold War right now, would Santana <laughs> not be Paul Think about it. They connect. And and I I don't want to equivocate. Like I I don't want to mince words about this. If all the current like black celebrities, if any of them existed during the Cold War, mm-hmm. I do like without social media. Yeah, I do still think Rolling Ray would be a a a, a notable thinker of the time, yes. the way that James Baldwin was. Yes, I do. Yes. Like even without Twitter, I do still mm-hmm. think that somewhere, somehow, Rolling Ray, yeah, would yeah. have had a historical impact. It's on, not giving that's my dead. It, yeah. was never it, it, giving it was never dead. giving dead. <laughs> yeah, so. Thank you for that. Um, this mm-hmm. is, if you can't tell, this week uh, the movie is going to be uh, a little like it's not a comedy or like a romance or anything it's like not, that. So the subject yeah. matter is a little down, like a little um, dense, a little heavy. Mm-hmm. So you know, we always like to try and lighten it up a little bit uh, throughout the show when we're talking about denser topics. So yeah. that's what we're doing here for y'all, and I- I'm ready to get on into it. What we watched this week, Sid? Yeah, this week we tuned into Passover. Released 2018, available to stream on Prime Video, directed by Fave, and I'm going to say it, friend of the show, Spike Lee, yeah. written by Antoinette Nwandu, and starring John Michael Hill and Julian Parker. All right, let's start the show. The new Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to the new Chitlin Circuit. The only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And every week we watch a Black independent movie. Why? Because we love them. Mm. This week, y'all know how we do, starting off with our 60 second challenge, where Alexis will explain the plot of the film we're reviewing in 60 seconds or less. This week's challenge is sponsored by a hometown favorite, not my hometown, but the character's hometown. Uh, favorite Harold's chicken. Uh, we appreciate y'all and what you've done all these years. <laughs> all right, y'all. <laughs> Let's start the clock. All righty. Uh, Passover is about two guys, uh, Mitch and no, no, not Mitch. Kitch, Kitch is his name. Kitch is uh-huh. his name. Uh, Kitch 
and Moses, uh, they're friends, and they are stuck on this block. They're stuck on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and 64th uh-huh. Street, the corner of those two streets. In, yeah. Yep, in Chicago. Um, so it's kind of like this surreal type of story where, like, no matter what they do, they are stuck here. And they're dealing with, uh, of course, the explicit obstacle of the police, like a violent police mm-hmm. force. And then the implicit and like uh, less uh, outwardly violent um, obstacle of, you know, seemingly friendly uh, white man. So mm-hmm. they are trying to balance all of this and keep hope and keep like their health and their uh, sanity through all of that. All right. Two seconds left on the clock. Wow. It's cutting Ooh. close there, friend. Yeah. Ding. Ding. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's Passover. I'm excited to break into this because it's a very different uh, art. It's a very different format than we usually do, uh, than the most very of the true. movies we have. So I'm excited very to get into true. I guess maybe we could say that here. It's This is a recorded play. So mm-hmm. the screenplay was written by, is her name, did you say Antoinette? Antoinette, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we couldn't find if, if you know, because her last name we're familiar with, we couldn't find if there was any relation to yeah. Angelique or An- Angelica? Angelica Nwandu, founder of The Shade Room. And, yeah, and, and they're also, also both from Los Angeles. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Now, don't do Angelica like that. On this platform, she is a, right. writer. <laughs> she's a writer. She's You're a writer right. and filmmaker. Right. She wrote one of our favorite films from season two. You're right. Night yes. comes on. You're right. <laughs> so we couldn't, I don't, there might not be any relation, but we were like, hmm, that seems, but maybe so, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. You never know. Um, yeah. It's a common last name, like uh, like it's true. in West Africa, right? That's not mm-hmm. like a rare last name. Yeah, I think yeah, and Wandu is like a Nigerian last name. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So she wrote the screenplay, and in this film, this is Spike Lee's directorial take on recording the screenplay and also you know we get some mm-hmm. build up there's you know uh they they look like they bust a bunch of like uh south yeah. side chicago kids to the steppenwolf theater to, yeah. to watch it so um very nice and of course we get you know spike lee montages and photography uh mm-hmm. laced you know very laced much over his, a nice like, little vision. soundtrack yeah. yeah you see his it's, eye like yeah you do i love that's what i want to do I love how, because everyone knows a classic like Spike Lee, yeah, Double Dolly, uh, like mm-hmm. classic like just like f- like recording on real film camera. Hella grainy, his, yeah, how, yeah. <laughs> Hella grainy. How he laces in music, jazz, mm-hmm. hip hop. I love that about Spike, and I just aspire to have like my own classic take on film and TV one day. Like people go, oh yeah, yeah, Sydney did that. Yeah, so, that's a yeah, that's a to. Sid Johnson joint. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, that is just keep that in mind. I this is gonna be it's a very unique film. So this will be mm-hmm. a very unique review. It will be. All right, let's get on into our general thoughts on Passover. Sydney, mm-hmm. what did you think of Passover and? Yeah. Who would you recommend this to? What type of viewer would you recommend this Ooh. movie to? Okay. Part one of that question. Um, overall, so I I consider myself to be like a child of the theater. So I, I, I liked seeing like a recording basically or the filming of this play. I enjoyed that completely. And we talked about it a little bit offline. Like a lot of the editing was not traditional to what you'd see to like a play when it's recorded and they'll like, you know, distribute it or whatever for everyone to be able to get to see uh, this production. So I like that. I just, I don't, it was hard for me to consider this more than, than that, like baseline, like a play that was recorded. It, I didn't really see it as like a film per se, just because it had all the like, it, it was a play. It had all the, in my mind, mm-hmm. the characteristics of one single set, um, yep. small casting, um, you know, like wardrobe didn't change throughout, mm-hmm. you know, like that, those kind of things that you see when you go and see like a show on Broadway or whatever. So that was like, oh, okay, like this would be interesting to talk about on the show because like this is not something we usually do. Like we do very much like traditional films here basically yeah. and this is not that. So uh, that was that. Um, but like the subject matter, like we said, is very dense. Um, the two actors, fantastic actors. Um, yeah. I want to see them 
on the stage and on my screen uh, mm-hmm. more often. I think they were phenomenal. John, uh, Michael Hill, and Julian Parker. So mm-hmm. there's that. And then who would I uh, recommend this film to? One, anyone who's a fan of Spike Lee, watch this if you haven't already seen it. I'm sure if you're a fan, you've seen it because his name is you know stamped on it, directed it. But recommend yeah. that for you. Um, anyone who's also a fan of the theater, um, you know, especially with COVID having wreaked havoc on our, on everyone the last two, almost three years now, we haven't really been able to see plays and stuff in person and you're missing that, want that itch to come back to you, tune into this, this like will fulfill, I think that need, uh, that void. Um, so those are my two viewers for who I'd recommend for this one. What did you think about Passover? Mm-hmm. And who would you recommend well, it to? Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the story. I'm mostly going to uh, say, like, refer to it as the story, um, mm-hmm. like in this review, because it it's a film, sure, but it's a play also. So it's like, yeah, the, this the story is 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 what I'm gonna focus on. Mm-hmm. And I I really didn't think too much about. Um, whether or not it like you know qualified for the type of films we usually watch, uh, mostly because one, we watch some pretty untraditional stuff here. Um, we've seen some stuff <laughs> that well, and was... traditional. I would say untraditional, not like like the filmmaking goal was the same. Just yeah, yeah. how it came about was untraditional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've seen some pretty yeah. uh, <laughs> um, fringe stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and also, to me, like Spike Lee's direction of this film, mm-hmm. yes, I'm a Spike Lee fanboy. Yes, I admit that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but his direction of the film, his voice, and his like vision of uh, in of projected onto the story is yeah. so clear to me. Like the editing, the like cinematography. Uh, the main mm-hmm. thing I want to call out is um, I've the only way I've seen Hamilton is filmed on Disney Plus. So like mm-hmm. the direct like the, the goal of the person directing that was just to make you feel like you're sitting in the audience of that movie. Right, right, right. Whereas that clearly to me was not Spike Lee's goal here because yeah. the camera when you watch Hamilton filmed on Disney Plus, the camera stays, you know, it looks like like you yeah, have, like you were, just, right. Yeah. It just stays looking at the stage as if you're sitting in the in the theater. Whereas mm-hmm. this camera is behind the stage, like looking out toward the mm-hmm. audience, like through the characters' conversations, yeah. like in between the characters. The camera's moving up, down, like it, there's real cinematography going on here. And I think it okay. adds another layer that the people in the theater didn't experience. So like it's mm-hmm. that's why I feel that the viewing experience sitting in the audience is different enough from the experience I had streaming it. So that's why, I, you know, it didn't throw me off too much. And also I'm just a Spike Lee apologist. I need to qualify my <laughs> love for the story here with the fact that I even like Chirac. So <laughs> that you is take very what true you, about you. <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta take my <laughs> review of Spike Lee stuff. Yeah. You gotta take what you like and leave what you don't because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> It's camp. <laughs> he is very camp. His work is very campy. And I It's camp. I, I also just enjoy Spike Lee. I think I I have like I would say like five Spike Lee films that I like say love. And you know, there are films like, oh okay, Spike, like do you. But other than that, I just like Spike as a person. He seems like a very nice guy to just like be around, hang out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very New York, very Brooklyn. So he might hurt my feelings a little bit, but it's okay. You know, I'm a little Southern. We can figure that out. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, he seems like a very cool guy. Like, I want to go to a Knicks game with Spike and yeah. yell at the Knicks. That's what I want to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I like, I love his work. Um, I think I've only seen one movie of his that I didn't like. And even that one, I still like, it still stuck with me. And I'm still like, yeah, he still did good though. <laughs> like, yeah. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Um, yeah. so that I need to qualify my statements, mm-hmm. the rest of this review qualified with that. Please keep that in your yeah. mind. This you're listening to someone right now, listener homegirl, you're listening to someone who liked Chirac. So <laughs> please take that with yeah. you. Um, I would recommend this for somebody who is tired or like just bored with mm-hmm. what 
black male, you know, movies about black men processing racism, who's bored with how most of those go. If you really Mm -hmm. liked the freshness of like last black man in San Francisco, this Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get on through these uh, scenes and acts. Yeah. These acts. Yes. Now we're in the theater, darling. It's the theater. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's um, curtain call. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, listener homegirl? This is Editor Lex dropping a little gem for you before we get into the rest of the review. Uh, this is specifically for the filmmakers in our audience. New friend of the show, Omar McClinton, who is the founder of the Various Artists Independent Film Festival, actually stopped by to chat with us and to offer a special discount for the new Chitlin Circuit listeners. Submitting to film festivals can be quite daunting and of course expensive. And the Various Artists Independent Film Festival is one that's aimed at the artist, that's aimed to make that easier for the filmmaker. So if you're interested and you wanna hear more, wanna learn more, just keep listening after the review and you'll hear a snippet of our conversation with Omar and you can learn more about how to get involved. All right, let's get back to the review. Here on the new Chitlin Circuit, we like to start with the first scene of the movie. And the first scene of the movie is mm-hmm. a, a montage footage of, you know, black kids. Well, really a bus full of black people. They're, they're different yeah. ages of folks, but there's a lot of kids on the bus and a lot of Chicago scenery. This is stuff you'd be familiar mm-hmm. with either if you live here or if you watch The Shy. There's even some stuff yeah. on there. Like that yeah. mural, like Stop the Violence mural, uh, that's on mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's set to the beat of a Spike Lee joint. It's set to it a little, like jazzy number, you know? It's <laughs> it's film grain and you see yep. it, it's nice. Um, I'm I'm in the mood. I'm in the spirit. No, I was, I was, in, I was into it. I said, okay, we're getting into a Spike Lee joint. I, I knew exactly what like we were getting into style wise yeah. okay i'm here for it let's let's see what we mm-hmm. gonna, how we gonna spin this yeah yeah so of course we come the last shot of the montage is you know the stepping with theater and we come inside and we see the set you know we see how it looks essentially the set is a piece of curb it's it's a sidewalk mm-hmm. and a street and a light pole um yep. and a, with a street sign around it and you can see they're on East 61st uh, and King Boulevard. King uh, Boulevard, So this is yeah. South Side Chicago. And we see both the guys. They wake up. It's nighttime, uh, mm-hmm. the set is. And they wake up. And now there are some recurring, uh, like, phrases, recurring dialogue that happen, like, that show yeah. the beats of the story, really. And one of them is the, the character... Moses wakes up out of his seat, like sleep in like, like a, like terror. Like, you know, you wake up in a nightmare. He always wakes up that way. And he goes like his, his dialogue is kill me now, which kitsch responds, bang, bang, which is, yeah. yeah. So I, the first thing that comes to mind for me when I was watching this was just how aligned, I don't know, like, if whether it was, I, maybe I should have read up before we did the review, like whether it was like uh-huh. Spike Lee saw this play and was like, I must direct this or or Ooh, what? Yeah. Because the dialogue in this play is so similar to what a Spike Lee character would say, even though was, he didn't write it. Right? Right, right, right. No, it's true. Yeah. And that, I I didn't actually look it up either to see like, yeah. you know, how um, Antoinette and Spike what their like connection point was. So was he sitting in the audience of this, you know, and it was like mm-hmm. off Broadway or something. And it's, Ooh, no, yeah. this is, this is something. And you know, yeah. or. Cause there's such a vision match between the two, like between yeah. the way this story is written and the way Spike Lee usually tells stories anyway. So right, that's, right. that's one of the things they, they had this like dancey type of like, uh, dialogue it's, it like bounces between the two of mm-hmm. them like 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 any play any good play yeah. um has so they have this and what we immediately get into is they are sitting on the on the on the corner on the on the street corner and mm-hmm. Moses is the one who's a bit more dreamy like he's a he's a dreamer he he yeah. is the one who brings the hope in their friendship so he's talking about 
uh, one day, you know, they'll get off of this street corner and they'll pass mm-hmm. over. What he's talking about is like Passover, like, uh, you know, the old Bible story of them yep, fleeing the Egypt. In Egypt. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Read your Bibles. I'm not going to walk you through the story. Not me paying attention in Bible school. <laughs> I remember going to... <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, they're talking... And that's the metaphor. They want yeah. to... They're, they're saying they want to go to the promised land, which is essentially a like a life without the struggles that they're having to deal with. Yeah. And up off so, this corner. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, that's the thing. What, what the, the way the story is laid out is every day for them, it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. And we're just seeing a day or two of their life, but every day is the same shit. So they wake yep. up scared, tired, and, and hungry. hungry. <laughs> and all they can do is sit and hope and dream about getting off the corner. And, mm-hmm. You know, one thing that happens shortly into them hoping, right when they get into the flow of thinking of a better life, um, a very dramatic, you know, lights go off, it turns blue, um, and they hear yeah. gunshots, and they like, you know, they're they're stuck because this is this is their neighborhood, this is what they're used mm-hmm. to. It's gunshots going off, they freeze up in terror, just yeah. as they're starting to hope for something better, and that's the recurring beat for the play. Like mm-hmm, as mm-hmm, soon as mm-hmm. anything good happens, either that specifically happens or one of the two white characters shows up. Shows up. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I thought the the timing of that and I guess like the the metaphor of all of all of how it would happen, I thought it was great. It it was mm-hmm. genius. It I think it would have been something like like the feeling of having of seeing that like in theater, I feel like we just would have been like super like, I hate to sound like a white person, so powerful. Um. <laughs> white people love going to a play and talking about something. But I went to a bad play a couple of months ago and the white people was so powerful. No, it was so just powerful. black people on stage. It wasn't like, even shut good. Up. Come shut on. up. <laughs> well, I hate to say it because, you know, they said slave play was powerful, but I, I don't want to get Oh, girl, they think anytime you see black people, because they know they, they they know they don't be understanding what's on it, so they assume it's good because they don't At get all. it. No, I get it and it wasn't good. <laughs> right, right. And why are you laughing is the other question. Right. Like, which was so funny. Right. What's funny? What's funny? <laughs> I wish I could do that to white people in movie theaters. <laughs> Tap, what's funny? What's funny? <laughs> what was funny about that? Anyway, please, yeah, yeah, it um, would have been a powerful moment in theater. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yes, that. Um, but then I also felt that way watching it at home, and probably oh, yeah. because of some of like um, the choices that were taken, like about your point of just the editing of this and how it wasn't super traditional of how we'd see a play being filmed and then distributed mm-hmm. to an audience, right? So, yeah. like the cuts of seeing from uh, behind the cast and seeing the. The audience and how they will react yeah. to like because you see that blue light, off. that yeah. police blue light. You it, mm-hmm. when they get a couple of like smooth cuts to like yep. really close up on yeah. certain yeah. audience members. It's not like just panning out to the the theater. No, it's like right, right, close right. up on like yeah. two or three audience members um, individually, mm-hmm. and you see that blue mm-hmm. light washed over them as well. And yeah. all the audience members are black. Everyone in yes. the theater is black. So it add. that's why I'm saying like, I think the mm-hmm. filming of the play added a lot to it um, more than a, a, a regular, a traditionally filmed yeah. play. Um, and I'm looking, I'm like, I pulled up a an article. So, I mean, yeah. So like the play was originally produced because it did go on um, and hit like New York Broadway because uh, I think it was at the August Wilson Theater, which is iconic. Shout out to you, Antoinette. Wow, um, yeah. And I also went to Lincoln C- Lincoln Center Theater in D.C. Oh. So I don't somehow the the uh, just the press and just the fervor behind the show I think attack, uh-huh. uh, attracted Spike's attention, and that's how he was uh, then filmed the show in Chicago when it was still there. Uh, so I don't, yeah. I don't think that was like her intention. At least I don't know. Interesting. If it was internet, we'd love to know the story behind yeah. that. It seems very interesting. Interesting. Wow. What a dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now what I want to, cause we're going to spend most of the time here talking about these two characters. And so the first thing we learned about Moses, he's a dreamer. He's the one yep. who brings the hope in the relationship, but Kitch 
very interesting character after you know the blue lights come on and then they go away which is essentially Mm -hmm. like the it's it feels like it's like the cops are riding by or something yeah yeah. um because we get it's the cops that come by gunshots and then that other white man there's like the three recurring interruptions in their day yeah yeah after all of those interruptions at every time they look at each other and one of them says to the other you all right Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they always say yes, because, you know, men. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what I loved so much about Kitsch and, like, the actor who portrayed him was, it was, you could tell he was, a. Uh, it's like he had all these feelings, like, walled off. It looked like, mm-hmm. like, even the way the actor would, like, strain his throat, it always looked yeah. like whenever he was talking, he had to, like hold back words and like only like let all like so how much, you doing yeah i'm good mm-hmm. only let i'm good come out. it looked like there was just words stuck on its throat and one of my favorite things about this play um like yeah about this uh story i'll say <laughs> is <laughs> is like it's just like a very well timed yeah. like hold and release of tension Mm-hmm. One of my favorite mm-hmm. things that happens, it happens like two or three times in the play after you, that one of them goes, you all right? And they go, you yeah. good? And he goes, you scared? Like, or you mad? Yeah. And then if they, Kitch would just have this, this moment where he like rips off like his mask of, of, yeah. um, all rightness of coolness. He's the funny one of like ripping yeah. it off. And he just like screams and releases like, yes, I'm mad. Yes, I'm scared. And then they, break out laughing like right yeah, after yeah. just to like cover it it was just like the the way these actors delivered this was they bounce off just... each other so well too it just, it seems so natural yeah uh, like they were actually longtime friends who yeah like know each other like the back of their hands it, their chemistry on screen was great too yeah yeah on screen so, on stage <laughs> we have two actors playing the antagonist which I would dare say, not me being artsy today, I would dare say there's only one antagonist because these two actors are really just playing like tentacle arms. And there's there's only mm-hmm. one antagonist, which is uh, as, uh, I don't even know her name, the TikTok, them crackers. crackers. <laughs> oh, that's my girl. Um, what's her that, name? Um, with, with the black, uh, with the cat. Uh, what's her name? Yes. I don't, her. I don't know her name. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Them her. crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, like the one antagonist is just this oppressive force that keeps them there. Yeah. And the first one we meet is a white man in a seersucker suit and a straw hat. That screams yeah. slave, slavey to me. It do. It really do. And yeah. he kept singing he, that do 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 da yeah. do da. It's very yeah. yeah. I don't like that. He comes up out of is, nowhere. Um, who was Hoochie, formerly the Hoochie Advocate? Oh, love her. She's her. so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he shows up. You know, right when they're in the middle of the day. You know, dreaming and hoping and dodging bullets. That's really what they yep. do all day. Um, he shows up in this big old picnic basket talking about, oh, I'm just going to my mother's house and I got lost. Scurry. And now this is another thing. You know that, what it was that's... giving? What? It was giving how like, cause like Little Red Riding Hood, how she bought all that damn trouble to the, uh-huh. to the bears. They uh-huh. should have, I, I mean, never trusted that hoe. I hate to say yeah. it. But now nev- you mix in stories, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you mean Goldilocks? <laughs> Goldilocks. Huh. But there Why was that trouble to the bears. <laughs> there was that like DreamWorks movie Hoodwinked, where all the fairy yes. tales was combined. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in childhood, that I always liked that movie. But yeah, it was giving that. It had he had this. This actor also did really well of like like having this friendly veneer, but eyes was just dead. <laughs> just yeah. cold and dead. Yeah. And this is some this is I, Spike Lee's really good at these types of characters as well. Um mm-hmm. where like at at directing actors to give off creepy like that. Because there's a yeah, character yeah. like that in Chirac as well who is like a insurance like a life insurance salesman who's going through the mm-hmm. hood and trying to like sell black mamas like 
life insurance policies on their sons, like pretty much like chasing caskets, this guy. And he had like the same, like it reminded me of that character because it was just this um, veneer of friendliness. But when you put the camera at a certain angle, I think it's like Mm -hmm. the character's eye is not catching the light. You have them tilt their head down or something. So everybody yeah, else's yeah. eyes is catching the light because this is a stage. So there's light yep. like mm-hmm. beaming. <laughs> but yeah. his isn't. So his eyes look fucking dead. He looks so creepy and scary, this he guy. He did. Very. Yeah. And he looked like they, a character in Get Out. Like when they Yes, like, yes. That's what he looked like. Yeah. <laughs> so the main issue that happens here, he's playing friendly and he offers mm-hmm. them food and they're eating the food and he they ask him his name and he says his name is Master. Master. Which is... Like I said, it's campy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's camp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, uh, Moses and Kitch are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, Little Peace, he has all this food. And when he packs it back up, because, you know, he's not having fun anymore. He don't want to hang out with yeah. these niggas no more. <laughs> um, he packs it up. <laughs> Kitch steals a little piece of apple pie, which reminded me of the movie Life. Uh, <laughs> did it? Yeah, the movie Life with uh, Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. Oh, with the pie in the he window. Steals that pie. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yes. burn all yes. up trying to eat that. That was the yep, actual pie. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh-huh. He steals it, which. Uh, metaphor, you know, he's stealing a little, a uh, little slice of slice American of the pie American for pie, the American dream. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little slice of Americana from himself for himself, and they, they, he saves it for later, puts it in a hat, and this is a little bit later. You know, mm-hmm. sun comes up, sun, sun goes down. They get the sleep that they can get. They wake up, they start dreaming again, and here come the police. Yep. <laughs> okay, always messing with them. Yeah. Always there. Oh. In between all this happening, like recurring happening for recurring happenings for them, though, I did one of my favorite like pieces of dialogue was when they both count down like their eight things they would do once they pass yeah. over, and they both yeah. like random stuff, but just like you know, I want a yellow Ferrari, uh, <laughs> homegirl who Kitsch was trying to holler at who was not feeling him, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was in all of his little fantasies or you know mm-hmm. simple things, pinto beans and collard greens. I love yep. the levity of those conversations and just for them waiting. Like, this is on the other side for us. Yeah. 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 And, like, that hope, it, it really becomes, like, the it, – it's what's sustaining them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the police come around after they get to dreaming good enough and, you know, just rough them up. No charge. No, no, no nothing. Just want to make them lay down, face on the ground, and embarrass them. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, what they can't see is when the policeman walks away, he like steals the apple pie that Kitch has yep. stashed. Yep. And this, I feel, was probably the most it, in my eyes. I won't, so I won't call it the most successful like uh, like piece. Uh, I will just say it's the one that that lasted and stuck with me uh, and mm-hmm. really, really nailed the life that these characters are stuck in. So. Yeah. When they wake, this hours is going by, and now they're like, I'm hungry. I want to eat the apple pie. It's under my hat. That's where I stashed yeah. it. He doesn't know the police officer stole it hours ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're having this conversation because Moses is like, uh, you better not eat that. You remember that nigga who stole some bread and some cheese from yeah. the shelter? They gave him five years. <laughs> so yeah. you might not want to eat that. And then they was like, I mean- it might not be that bad though. Like maybe right. he, <laughs> this is these guys are funny. There's a whole lot of humor in this. He's like they're like, uh, I mean, he is like that, but like, what if he wanted them nice chills and he like right. in an art program? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it could be worth it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get you a hot so, meal. Yeah, and they're when they're talking about this pie, Moses is even like. What pie? Like, what are you even talking about? He's like, when we got the food from the white man yesterday, from that guy yesterday. Yeah. He's like, was that yesterday? I felt like like a week ago. Was that like? Right. I thought I dreamed dream? that. Did, yeah. yeah. Did that happen or not? Like, they're not even in touch with reality because that's how similar every single day is for them. Mm-hmm. And what is what just fucks me up is he lifts up the hat to get the pie and it's not fucking there. His so own. now yeah. they're already questioning whether that shit even happened or not. And now they don't even mm-hmm. have any proof for it. So it's like, right. 
yeah, in their heads, they're like, damn, I'd be tripping. Like, I, I'm dreaming crazy, <laughs> you know? And it did happen. Yeah. So that's something. It really landed with me in the moment and, like, the way the actors uh, delivered that. That keeps coming up because these guys are just so good. They're very talented actors. Um, I yeah. looked up, like, both of their acting credits after watching. I said, damn, I need to see them yeah. in a lot more stuff because yeah. they truly, I- like, lit up the stage. I remember seeing uh, Michael Hill. Is that his whole name? John Michael? Yeah, John Michael Hill. Mm-hmm. John Michael Hill. I saw him in elementary. I used to watch elementary. Yeah, that's what he's known out. for. Like, I think, yeah, yeah, as Detective Marcus Bell. Yeah. Yeah, he was good in that. I liked him in that. But that, that whole show was just good. Um, yeah. And I think talent like that is what made it so. Now, we... So, we wake up another day. And... One thing that this is when you realize that the hopes is what is what is sustaining them because they wake up. Well, they're going. I'm sorry. I'm confused because these guys are nocturnal. So when the sun goes up, they go to sleep because they can't sleep through the night because that's they're not living in a safe enough place to do that. Sun comes up and it's time to go to bed. (laughs) Um, And Kitsch is like pleading with Moses to like tell him about passing over again, like. To just yeah. talk about the hope again. Like he's pleading, like he looks, he starts to look like like dope sick. Like he starts mm-hmm, to look like mm-hmm. he's having withdrawals even. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, like, I need it. Like, like the if you must watch this because like the 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 actors Our like expl- yeah, the explanation really can't explain just yeah. like the performance from these actors. Yeah. Like they, it was like it was like an embodiment. I don't know, like you can yeah. from top of um act one to when we end like even like kitch's appearance seems to have changed a little bit like it's kind of crazy yeah Yeah. so you know he he (laughs) moses obliges him because clearly this is what he needs and they both get some sleep and now it's nighttime so it's time to get up and they're doing it all over again and then you know they get the idea that maybe passing over you know maybe the promise that we can get to is heaven. Maybe yeah, let's to. just skip this yeah. part. So yeah, uh, that doesn't work out for them because <laughs> they're not really <laughs> one. They don't have any resources to do that, and two, yeah, if they they really don't want to. <laughs> just yeah, 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 they're just trying to find any fucking way to get, <laughs> to get off of this block. Yeah, and while they're trying to pass over in that way, here come the police because every time they get the close to thinking. Maybe we could get off this block in some way or another. Here they come. Something happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what essentially happens is Moses finds some type of power to, you know, rise up over the police, which, you know, every now and again, uh, certain cops with uh, active body cameras um, will just back down. They don't want to, they don't really, like, if you just be like, I'm recording you, they'll just be like, girl, like, Right, right, okay. right, right. Like, okay, I'm out of here. That, which is, you know, a very dramatized version of, uh, like, that happened is a very dramatized version of what the real life mm-hmm. scenario is, which is a cop being like, girl, like, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't have yeah. time. Like, <laughs> yeah. you think I like this job? <laughs> like, you know. Um, and we have this, like, moment of, like, uh, it's it like feels super a little natural. triumphant. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it feels like like almost like you can hear the trumpets. Like it's yeah, like yeah, these, yeah. These two guys are feeling like, oh, whoa, wait. These guys, these police officers, are not like they can't keep us here. We can, mm-hmm. yeah, we can. We, can we have some power. And as soon as they get to thinking that good, here come the the seersucker man again. Now yeah. I hope. That people who went to see this, I hope the playbill had, because I feel like plays where the character's gonna be in the aisles need a warning. Yeah. And Especially they usually like don't. this. Ooh, <laughs> I, ooh I'd be, it was chilling. It was chilling. <laughs> it was to watch, like from the comfort of my like home. Yeah. But to be I, in the ooh, audience and have seen that happen. Oh, ooh, I would be scared. Because at this, especially like how we live today with like the constant uh-huh. presence of active shooters uh-huh. and things. I'm, oh, well, that <laughs> yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying i'm very concerned and like i'm probably under my seat like ducking at yeah, this yeah. point i'm saying because what the hell yeah yeah and you know essentially 
you know, I I won't give it away because frankly, it it I would if it were worth it but me explaining it just won't be enough for you Mm -hmm. listener homegirl and i want the best for you it's not a long movie i recommend you watch it the guy you know the character master comes to the aisle and sets things straight that's what i'll say um yeah and then the the play is over and that's why i think this is a film was because Hmm. the play is done and we see everybody like what the hell? Be like, what but the see, fuck? That's why, and walk that's out. Why I, I disagree with you because that's, yeah. that happens in play, like stage plays all the time. It just happened yeah. to be recorded this time. You know I feel like the cinematography added on top <laughs> uh-huh. is like, because Tyler Perry plays used to, you know, after they end and Tyler Perry get out of the wig yeah. and put on a <laughs> long ass six button suit and come out and talk to yeah. the uh-huh. audience. You know, they would used to, in the end credits, they would have audience members. I came all the way from Tuscaloosa to see this. I love Tyler Perry. I love Tyler Perry. He ain't, he can't do nothing wrong to me. My deal. It's, but it's, it's funny. And she'll <laughs> put a cap in you. <laughs> I can't Chattanooga. Come see. Come see my man Tyler. I had to come see it. Uh-huh. I love I seen family reunion. I seen class reunion. And now I got to come see. I could do Please. bad because I Please. <laughs> that's how that's not how how it was. No, that's exactly how they beat. That's exactly how <laughs> At the end of all of them plays, when you watch the DVDs, (laughs) it'd be like five straight uh, confessionals of black women saying that I came from Biloxi to come. (laughs) And then it cuts to some random man. Tyler Perry plays filmed stage player movie. That's why I brought it up. That's just a stage play. One, because at the end, with. Of this movie, we're getting like like artful like montages of like That's audience true. reactions. We Whereas that, that, you know, it's just hey, you want to come talk to the camera, and the camera's sitting <laughs> on the tripod. See? And <laughs> nah, double standard, double standard, and then a man, a man be like, the same thing. Yeah. just because it wasn't it artsy is. to you, that is artsy. I want to, I want to hear about Letitia from Biloxi <laughs> and how she loved Tyler. I want to hear her, but. See? I'm not. I'm Mm-mm. not judging it simply Mm-mm. because it's not artsy. Because it isn't. I'm judging it because there is. It's. It's Letitia the from Biloxi between, is still camp. That's it's art. the I'm difference not, you're not between sit up here and say that. It's the difference it. between cinematography and videography. <laughs> At the end Whatever. of a Tyler Perry video, okay. it's just a videographer wanna, capturing you wanna, audience reaction. You want to teeter the thin line now between <laughs> cinematography and videography. <laughs> Where okay. all this energy come from? Because earlier <laughs> okay. you was just having some contemplation about what what makes a movie, and now all of a sudden, because <laughs> now now I'm on Tyler. You don't brought my man Tyler. See my man Tyler. I came to see him. You don't brought him in. <laughs> oh so now you're Letitia. <laughs> From Biloxi. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh my God, Cindy, if you were grown in 2003 and went to the play, because you would have went to the play if you was grown. Have. That, I, I would have, have too, but I wouldn't have been all up there. <laughs> I'm oh going to get some camera time. Oh my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think uh-huh. I can meet Cassie Davis? Can I, <laughs> she back there still? They left? Mr. Oh Brown and they still back there? I love Tamala. She is so good, girl. She be so singing ta- down. Especially after Take Me to the King came out. You couldn't stop me from going to see a Tyler oh Perry play if I was, you know, of age at that point in my life. I think <laughs> it's different. I do think it's different because we're getting okay. a different, a different eye that someone actually mm-hmm. thoughtfully making story mm-hmm. with the camera whereas Tyler Perry was just trying to sell tickets with them confessionals he wanted you to see that at the end of the DVD uh-huh. and then say I got I, next time he in town I, I got to go I got, I, I matter of fact go. let me gas up the truck right now if she came all the way from Biloxi I can go over there I'm just I'm, I'm just in Little Rock I can uh-huh. <laughs> I can get over okay. there okay mm-hmm. you had to clean that's it the up difference a bit. it's okay. one person it is up. making art and the other person is selling tickets <laughs> see that's you ruined it with your last statement because it's still what? Art, Alexis. It's still to sell art. tickets. Okay, we will ad- agree to disagree, Miss Antoinette. Let us know what you think. I'm sure you've seen a, a Tyler Perry. She gonna play. agree with me. Mm, I feel like we're ki- we we we're on the same uh, wavelength here, Antoinette. If I can call you that, 
Miss um, <laughs> Antoinette, because you know I'm respectful. Let us know. <laughs> also, yeah. listen to Homegirl. Go and watch Passover, and then if you've seen any Tyler Perry play, come back to us. Let us know. We want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you mm-hmm. do. Go fast forward to the last fifteen minutes of Medea goes to jail. Then <laughs> watch this movie, and you tell me. <laughs> they gonna agree you with me. me. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, okay, we'll see. Well, come on, girl. Who came to act? You know this. Um, this was really, really hard. One because mm-hmm. like we have two like uh, principal cast members here for real, mm-hmm. and also like we said up front, both of these actors really, 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 really brought all of it. Um, and I'm gonna um, push the rule book here a little bit because I make the rules. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, so for this week's Who Came to Act nominee, we have co-nominees, because I really couldn't mm. choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for those who left it all on the screen, uh, and in this sense, the screen and the stage, mm-hmm. I uh, nominate both uh, Mr. John Michael Hill and Mr. Julian Parker. I, I really couldn't choose. Phenomenal job. Yep. Unanimous. Yeah. Didn't need to go through the board or nothing. I accept mm-hmm. that on their behalf because they're not in the studio with us today. So I got to accept it on their yeah. behalf. They did absolutely phenomenal. I it's that's some that is some motherfucking acting. acting. <laughs> like ain't yeah. no other way for me to describe that. Yeah. They is actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Miss Nwandu wrote a motherfucking mm-hmm. script. Now she did. She did. Seriously, so, no. Yeah. So I it's that Big too, ups. and you Big know ups. I ain't yeah. even gotta, I don't even gotta do it too much because y'all already know what <laughs> I feel about the director. He did mm-hmm. great. It just he added so much to me, to the context and storytelling with the camera. I think it was right. awesome. Our Morehouse yeah. brother, Mister Spike mm-hmm. Lee. Yeah. This is this, this. Is the black art that people be talking about? This is this is what mm. it is right here. This you the know, art. This mm-hmm. is the art. This is this made me halfway think maybe I might should go buy some wooden earrings. This wow. Because you know Rethink how the art see black. It again. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Think about like it again academics before you make be wearing the purchase. Big yeah. like ankh earrings. I know. I know exactly what, what you were referring. Just think about it again before you make okay. the purchase. Would that be dramatic if I started wearing really tall head wraps even though I ain't got no hair? Like I'm bald? Would that be dramatic? It would be. It would be. I, <laughs> I die every time I saw you in a head wrap. <laughs> Do you think people would be like, oh, I, I bet her locks are so long <laughs> and I got waves. I got the way I would wave. die if you can't, because you'd be looking like um, Robin Thede. Yeah, okay. I'll hold off on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get out. We, I, I appreciate you listening to Homegirl for bearing with us um, mm-hmm. in this unique review for this unique uh, formatted film and yeah. for this, you know, heavy subject. You know, we usually keep it light with the romance and the comedy, but, you know, we, we had to take it to, as Lil' Kim said, to the streets. Take it to the streets. <laughs> this this week. You're in the hood now, baby. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, let's go on, let's go on home then. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Bye y'all. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, follow us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, and that's spelled C H I T L I N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. And frankly, it is uh, a miracle that <laughs> Antoinette somehow got like resisted Spike. Spelling it O V A because you know he loved doing you stuff right. like that. You right, you right. <laughs> oh my god, you were so right. Yeah. Honestly, it's a miracle. <laughs> because I want to know what that conversation. I I know he suggested it. I know for a fact. I know he had to. He does <laughs> he that did. with everything. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. did what did what did you say to him 
Oh, we'll put this at the end of the show. Uh, yeah. Miss Antoinette. <laughs> to Spike to like, no, it's oh, no, ER. We don't stick with the need ER. To do it's that. fine. It's, yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's kind of a reference to Passover. Right. So like, <laughs> right. It, we, no, not over. You know, I, no. I, I see what you're saying, though, Spike. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a career aspiration of mine to uh, have have gotten far enough in my career to be able to politely tell one of my idols no. No, like <laughs> no. I see what you're going for, but no. Yeah, but because I just idea. I just know he pitched it. I know he like just he assumed naturally sure. over yeah. instead. Over, <laughs> duh, duh. And after I went, moved back to Chicago, and I had all this experience. I wanted to, to do a, a film. Got the crew, did the film, sent it to a very big film festival in Chicago, and they turned me down. And it's a very small film community in Chicago. I knew someone else who had also submitted to that same film festival. Their film was not done, but it had gotten its own slot and was booked for the festival that following year. So I'm like, well, how can your film be accepted yeah. And you're still filming. That made no sense to me. So then I started looking at all of the ins and outs of film festivals, what they do, what they don't do, what they say and what they mean. And I realized that there was no real film festival geared toward the artists mm. and what artists need to enhance their careers. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is start a festival that was artist friendly, which, you know, people friendly. Yeah. I think that the audience that listens to your show are uh, individuals who want to be entertained, but they want to learn and they want to do better. And that's the various artists mission to get to help people in this community of artists support each other. So uh, I am giving a 35% discount for all of your listeners. When they go to film freeway, it's film freeway, V A I F F. And you go to the page, you Type in new uh, new Chitlin Circuit, thirty five percent off on everything, and that's and that, that starts today. Amazing! You heard it here first. Sid said at one point that there are very few friends of the show. What what uh, what it's episode? So so I'm I'm officially a friend of the show. It's really? official. It's I'm official. A, a oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. Sydney keeps the ledger. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. You can check the show notes for more information. And thank you to Omar for becoming a friend of the show and staying true to our shared mission of supporting independent film. See y'all next week.